Honk. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time Honk. for the main event. Welcome everybody to Honk If You Love Wrestling Podcast. Introducing first from wherever, weighing whatever, freshly squeezed. T-B-C. Welcome to the Honk If You Love Wrestling Podcast. This week, your boys, the undisputed tag team of Mr. Rizzo and TBZ, talk about the subjective art form of professional wrestling. This week, we fight forever, witness new beginnings, and acknowledge championship Romans. Let's start the show. Championship Romans. You love to see it. And I love to see this one, too. What am I talking about? Roman Reigns? Well, seen, well seen. It's not time for a celebration yet. We, uh, we, we like to, you know, practice our ABCs here at Honk, at you, Honk If You Love Wrestling. Wow, do I even know my own podcast We're gonna name We're going to tease right the slow build to the celebration of the championship of Romans. But before we get to that, we do have some housekeeping. Ooh, housekeeping. For those of you who aren't aren't in the know, our very own Mr. Rizzo cross-promoted this past yes, week. Yes, yes. I was com- uh, committing adultery by going on other podcasts and promoting the Honk If You Love Wrestling podcast on the Not A Real Court podcast where we discussed a few things uh, like who is your favorite, Chris, Chris Helmsworth, Chris Pratt, or Chris Evans. And then we got into a weird conversation about fictional dogs and whether or not Goofy was a slave master. Um, you should check it out. Uh, it was a fun conversation. Yeah. <laughs> not a real court. Check them out uh, anywhere you can get podcasts, I assume, Mr. Rizzo. You yes, might know yes. I uh, believe all the regular podcasts. Are I'll know more next week. We're going to get TBZ on the mm-hmm. podcast to talk about other things. But it was a great debate forum. Uh, the guys are great. Uh, good, uh, good conversation, good fun time. So yeah, check it out if you want to enjoy some of that. I will say, I was at the Bison's game this past weekend for uh, Star Wars night. My wife was putting on the Excellent performance, uh, and uh, while I was there, it's just you know I had to grab a hoodie because it was one of those days where it was like, oh, it's gonna be like seventy during the day, but the game's gonna go until nighttime for the fireworks show, and then it's gonna get down to fifty-five. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm not. I wore a sleeveless shirt there, and I'm like, well, I'm going to be freezing when that happens. So I grabbed a hoodie, and I started going, started thinking of things that, like, you know, why would I grab this hoodie over the other hoodie? You know, like a zip-up hoodie. And I was like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm percolating some uh, arguments here for, for why one would go for a zip-up over a pullover. And that'll be next week on Not A Real It's a course. good thing that you're taking a side on that, and then you're going to have – because I have strong opinions – And we'll get to that after you give yours. So we'll get to that eventually. You can hear what I have to say on the matter. We'll have a segment where you and I will debate. Once you give your opinion, I'm going to debate the other side regardless. How about that? Just for fun. Awesome. I I, I welcome all challengers. Yes. yes. (laughs) So, yeah, you want to talk about some wrestling? I do. I do. Although, I mean, what's there to talk about? I don't know. This past week, I kind of did a new... uh, a new way of taking my notes. You know, I was starting to feel the, the stress and uh, of just why, like I miss the old days when I would just watch wrestling. I didn't have to like remember every small little detail because it was going to get broadcast into the world. and I could look like an idiot if I say something dumb, but yeah, no, I just miss watching wrestling. So I thought I'd give it a whirl. Started watching AEW. I was like, you know, I don't watch it like on my lunch break or, you know, while I'm just derping out or whatever, passively doing other things, peers of the kingdom. But, uh, I was also like, I'll take notes when something honks me. And then I realized AEW was over. And I was like, huh, I didn't take any notes. <laughs> and then like a couple of days went by. And I was like, kind of forgetting what happened. I wish I had notes that told me at least the order of the episodes. Like, I gotta go back and rewatch it. So it was just like, does that, like, to me, is like, feels like AEW is kind of underwhelming this past week. Yeah, I kind of agree with you, sir. Not that anything was bad or... It was like, oh, my God, why am I watching this? It was just kind of like, cool. All right. I would take note yeah. of the tag team, the um, mixed tag match between Soraya and Chris Jericho versus Adam Cole and Britt Baker was better than the match that they had on 
paper than the pay-per-view. And I was like, it's not saying I, mean, much. I really enjoyed this. I'm like, this worked. It didn't work on the pay-per-view for the story that they're telling. They should have just done something like this. It would have maybe gone off a little bit better. But that's that's what I that's the note I took of on the beginning of the show. And yes, before we dig into this, when I say underwhelming, I didn't mean it was bad. It was just like I said, I tried a new style of taking notes and I'm like, I'm sure something will wow me in this. And not that it didn't wow me, but it was just kind of like you watch Dynamite. You've seen this episode, you know, the matches were decent. Uh, no man. I, I honestly didn't think any match was bad. Um, there weren't any notable botches, uh, barring, you know, the, the mixed match you just talked about. I'm not talking that there were any, but it's just like. Recently, Jericho's on my shit list. You know, I, I I complimented him and then double or nothing happened. And I'm like, well, so I don't want to give you an inch, Jericho. So I'm just going to say that, you know, you you did. Uh, I know you did what you needed to do. I suppose. <laughs> Anywho, for, for instance, notably, let's uh, start off here. Uh, I'm just thinking of what happened on Dynamite. Um, but we're getting we're getting ahead of myself. So, yeah, I thought this past week was a little underwhelming. And I started thinking about that thought why why did i feel this way why didn't i note anything that on aew that happened and i think it's because there was a lot of new beginnings like this is post double or nothing this is the week after we're in the afterglow of a pay-per-view so a lot of things are just kind of turning over a new leaf uh we we have several storylines that are just kind of new start off apparently darby allen and oc are now in a tag team they they, they were in a match this this past week uh, against uh, Gates of Agony, I believe was the name, right? Correct. Correct. Come back to Mendo. Yeah. Yeah. We got the uh, the elite promo. I'm just going to rapid fire and at least like put them out there and then we can talk about them. Uh, the elite promo, um, you know, they're kind of that story seems to kind of be, I don't know, kind of on the downturn. It seems like they kind of like turning, turning tail. Uh, Kenny's recouping, I guess. So they got to wait till Dracula, you know, <laughs> regenerates and he can come back and save the day. Uh, but we see Dark Order. Uh, Dark Order's all like, oh, Hangman, hanging out with your new friends. Okay, whatever. Um, so that's the new beginning I'm referring to is Hangman and part of the elite is starting a new, oh, he's got to befriend Dark Order again. Uh, the Acclaimed is in a promo saying that they're going to keep trying for Trio's gold, I guess. Um, Wardlow is calling out Luchasaurus. Because, you know, now what's else to fight after you fight Christian? His, you know, lackey, who's basically his muscle. And then uh, Takeshita and Omega. Uh, you know, that, not that, again, not that any of these were bad. But it was the just like. The beginning of everything. We're, just, we're, at, we're at the start of the storyline. So it's kind of like, I want to yeah, know there's more. Not a lot of, there's not a lot of, like, meat to bite into. We're just like, here are little appetizers. We're, we're slowly getting to all the stories. And we got, like, the. The two mm-hmm. pay-per-views that we're slowly building to, one in a few weeks with Forbidden Door, and then the big all-in show in Wembley at the big stadium show, which happens in August, I believe, I think. Yes. So, like, those are the yes. two thing, like big names or big shows that, that I would think some of the stuff is building to. Um, I would think less for Forbidden Door than for all-in. But, yeah, you're right. We're just at the very beginning of all this stuff. Like, I don't know. Less for what? I'm, I didn't catch that part. Sorry. You said less than. I, I mean door. that I think for the Forbidden Door stuff, because it being with a promotion that's not on TV, like because it's New Japan, they're going to be doing a lot less of the build, I think, on Rampage. Like recently, and we might get to this later, but I'll get to it now. Just the fact that they've done some internet videos about the promotion for two of the matches on forbidden door and it's uh brian danielson calling out okada in a desert video saying that in the desert it doesn't rain because okada is the rainmaker. so i kind of like that and then we had uh the other match which i'm not sure if there was just more of a press conference from will osprey calling out Okada, I'm sorry, counting out uh, Omega, Omega, and then those are the two matches in the card. So the stuff that they are getting to that you're slowly starting stories with, I think are long builds for All In. That was my guess. I don't know. Okay. I, I was going to say, though, I do feel like they are kind of advertising for Forbidden Door with this whole Takeshita Omega feud that's kind yeah, of Yeah, so brilliant. maybe he's going to get involved and kind of make sure that he doesn't get his the title away from Osprey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Speculation. Just to dip in real quick. Are you trying to tell me that we're going to get uh, Match of the Year Part 2? Yeah. 
at Forbidden Door in AEW. Yeah, Brian Danielson versus Okada. This time you. Yeah, this time you don't have to go to Wrestle Kingdom to see it. AEW will bring it to you, the people at Forbidden yes. Door. Just the just the excitement <laughs> of those two matches is really going to get, uh, you know. Well, I'm excited for those two matches. I was trying to well, say, that's... but uh, just to piggyback on, I know we said piggyback a lot here on this podcast, so I just wanted to bring it up early. Um, last week we had our we had our special yeah, guest Maddie K. And he brought a lot of energy oh. to the show. He, you know, bumped us up with a lot of downloads, which is great. And I want more. The fact that he doesn't watch a lot of AEW or any AEW, I'm really hoping that maybe we can get him to watch the Forbidden Door that's coming up at the end of June and maybe get his perspective on that. Because it's not going to be as chaotic as Double or Nothing with the Battle Royal and Anarchy and Arena. It's going to be more of a traditional like wrestling show, I think. And sure. I'd like to maybe hopefully get him on that and maybe get him back to hear what he says about like Okada and, uh, and Osprey. So it'll be fun to hear his perspective on that. So I don't know, maybe it'll happen. Maybe not. We'll see what's available. Yeah. Yeah. We'll give it a whirl. I'm in for it. I'm all in. Ooh, well done, sir. Well Ooh. done. Ooh. Anything else you want? What do you want to dig your teeth in with AEW? Well, the speculation got me all thrown off because I was kind of thinking it was going to be the elite versus uh, Takesha and a ragtag group of people. And I was like speculating, well, maybe he'll go with BCC or maybe he'll get more New Japan people to form a faction with to fight the elite. I don't know. And yeah, maybe he finds now, a couple I people mean, to join. Takesha does. And he has a trios match against Hangman and the Bucks with uh, Kenny with the hung bucks with osprey i don't know i'm just i'm guessing i don't know uh. yeah but i mean you 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 want osprey to fight omega in this. yes you don't want to you don't want a, a, a trios match like aussie open versus the elite or whatever um but yeah uh so anyway that's all about the elite i mentioned the acclaim they're here for trios i guess which kind of sucked that yeah like the promo literally didn't say anything except they wanted to get daddy ass another this legend deserves another championship so that they're i guess they ain't done after their match at double or nothing right yeah because it's an open challenge okay so they're just gonna throw their hat in the ring again i don't know if you want anything to say on that well, i'm always here for daddy ass but <laughs> i don't know um i feel like the house of black's got legs they're probably not gonna lose that belt for a while yeah i mean i i thought that stipulation that they had with the new belts was just going to not have them lose it anytime soon. And we were going to get to a point where they probably wouldn't lose because of the stipulation that someone like chose. Like, I think, I don't know. I, I don't really know what I'm talking about here. I just was expecting another dominant tra uh, trios to, to be hot and excited for them. And they're the ones that are going to finally take it away from the black, from the house of black. And I don't see one on the horizon right. at the moment. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I claimed it's hot, and I like yeah, them, but I, I, I don't see them doing it right now. I think they need some more time as a trio first before they actually get a belt mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah. They got unfinished business um, with the guns yeah. too, don't they? Uh, I mean, they, they still stole their dad. Uh, did <laughs> I mean, I still think that's unfinished finish. That's unfinished business until Daddy Ass eventually becomes true, back with the guns. Like it's unfinished business, right? I mean, yes, because uh, yes, under the rule of nobody ever retires <laughs> yeah, from wrestling. Yeah. So, yeah, that is unresolved. And that can come <laughs> gotcha. back. Will it? Who knows? We'll see. But but right now, A, the guns don't seem concerned. And B, in this promo, Daddy Ass asserts that uh, they are the ones he cares most about. And I actually thought about that during that, too. I was just like, take that, the guns. <laughs> like, your dad doesn't mm -hmm. love you. Oh, that's great. Uh, so yeah, um, I mean, I'm excited to see him in trios. I hope they do more trios matches in general. That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, because it seems like right now only trios matches that happened are against the House of Black. There's no actual trios matches. Yeah, unless they get to a point where the House of Black is going to sit out for a minute and let people kind of fight for contendership. But they're not doing that. But That's it's the thing. So if the acclaimed existing in the trios realm forces that to happen, where there's more exhibition trios matches, yeah. then I'm here for yep. that. I'm in. Okay, uh, Wardlow Luchasaurus. Eventually, yeah, I'm gonna leave this off to you since you guys, uh, since you're more the 
the Christian Cage Luchasaurus fan. In well, I like the fact that it was that it, like the match that we had with all the ladders. I seem to like it a lot more than other people. I think, but I'll say this. I uh, I felt rushed during the last episode, so I was just trying to like hurry us along. So I was like, I don't give any hawks, you know, like don't look at me to say anything. Uh, I actually give it two hawks. Okay, I'm just saying I, I appreciated the match. It was a decent match, like you said. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm bolstering your but claim yeah, there. Just where we're at now, of just like, hey, Luchasaurus, you got involved, so we're just gonna kick your ass. And it was kind of like, why are you poking the dinosaur? Yeah. Like you don't really need to, because but Luch- yeah. Yeah. No, I smiled at this because I thought the same exact thing. And it's because Luchasaurus can't talk like that. That's exactly what's happening here. Luchasaurus says one thing in AEW. It's. So how do you promo that? that, The worst part about that is like why he couldn't at least be a little more dramatic when his thumb got bit off. He couldn't have been a little more like. Nope. He's just like kind of shows the people. Sorry, he was just kind of dead silent. He just looked at his thumb like, you guys see that there's something missing here, right? This isn't what it looked like a minute ago. But he didn't really, like, give us any other reason that he felt that, that it happened. Like, he just he's, his whole body went numb, and he didn't notice. Like, hey, my thumb's red. Okay. I know, he didn't sell it well for yeah, me. The only pe- thing that didn't work in the match. Yeah, the people come out of that Christian Cage's corner didn't aren't really good on the mic. It's kind of, it's kind of weird because Christian Cage is so good on the mic. Yeah. You'd think that would rub off, but I, I, I that's the thing is I feel like this is them trying to push Luchasaurus out into the mic space, and I I mean, at Kearney's not taken to it, and this is shown by the fact that Wardlow has to call him out for no fucking Well, I reason. guess if it's something that I am going to like about it is that we went from two different body types with Wardlow and Christian Cage to two big boys slapping meat between Luchasaurus and Wardlow, so... You know, maybe I'm excited to see that. We'll see what we get. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to just touch on all the pillars just to show how they are doing new beginnings. And I'm forgetting. Oh, uh, I didn't put it on the list here. But uh, so we talked about Darby and OC. They're in a tag team now. Uh, we have Jungle Boy, who is apparently now tagging with Hook. There was a promo on AEW this past week where uh, uh, Los Ingrinables comes in and, you know, kind of. It was like, oh, Hook, you think you're tough shit, huh? Let's beat the crap out of you because we need to get time on screen or whatnot. And, uh, you know, cue Jungle Boy comes to even the odds. And so that sounds like it's a feud starting between those guys as a tag team. So once again, there's all your pillars. MGF had a promo bitching about the talent claiming nobody's as good as him. And, you know, stay tuned to find out. I, I Like... For once in my once in his reign, he was finally underwhelming. Like I was just like, "Cool, you didn't say anything." Like, okay, you're just you're the best in the world. All right, yeah. But you know, you can't hit a home run every time, so it's like I'm I'm giving him a pass. But again, MJF was not entertaining this week. Yeah, that's I don't know. I didn't have much either. Yep. Uh, so those are all your pillars. Starting new stories. We'll see what the coming weeks. Uh, the only show thing I can say about that. them is the news that. Lisa saw a headline about Tay Mello talking about how she was afraid that people were going to boo her pregnancy during the pay-per-view. And I'm kind of happy that like people didn't. I'm kind of happy that they did yeah, the baby did. face turn for her and they got that. So hopefully that, that sticks around. But yeah. Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. Is that not in the list? Well, first of all, we're missing the top thing that I wanted to mention. So why don't we What's just that, throw that sir? out here right now? We fight forever, my friend. Oh, yes. It finally gets an announced date. They tell us on AEW it's happening. It's no longer speculation, Mr. Rizzo. You can take your stupid little speculation and shove it. 2019 to 2023 from announcement to release date. I mean, I can't believe it. It's quality over quantity, my friend. It's fight forever. It's not fight every other year. I'm not hating on it. I'm actually Honestly, just joking and playing a bit here because I am the one person. Oh, going, I know. Well, the thing it, it, to me, it, it just didn't seem like they had plans to have it coming out this long. They just had delay after delay after a delay, and it didn't seem like it was about development. I think it had to do with other things. 
I'm also playing a bit because I don't think it's going to be hard. <laughs> the videos don't look any better. I, they keep pushing them. I'm like, guys, did you fix anything? Like, this just looks like the same video you had like two years ago. We'll see what we get. You know, I've heard good things, but you're going to be a lot more critical. It's I think, on, it's on PlayStation 5. Yeah, it's really going to like, you know, break the processors in PlayStation 5 with all these sweet graphics, yo. Is that going to be a future episode where we each get the games and then we got to we got to rate the games and what we like and I think that's a nice future episode in the pod. So that's coming coming at you. Competition going or something. We would need more people on staff. Well, at least I think in the WWE game there's a uh, like a GM mode. So there's got to be that in the Fight Forever mode too. So or Fight Forever GM doesn't have to be. Doesn't we shall see. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Should be fun. Hopefully, hopefully their mobile game gave us some time to figure out how to implement that into the main game. But yeah, anywho, we got a date. We got a date. Yes, I'm excited for that. Speaking of other news, I'm not going to let Tony Khan get away with this. Now, I just want to bring this up. This has been a disaster ever since Collision was becoming announced. We had we started off with Tony Khan has an important announcement, and all it was to say is he was going to have an announcement next week. Like I kid you not, that's, that is the point of his announcement for that episode. And I'm like, really? Why, why are we even bothering with this week? Like, you already told us. You told you us you were to not doing like, this. Ugh. So, so that's just great start, great start, boys. Um, then it was all like, "Oh, we're going to tell you where Collision is," and then it's like, "Oh, it's going to be in Chicago, Illinois," and we're like, "Oh, it's mm. speculation now that CM Punk's coming back." And then, then this week happened, Mister Rizzo. Yeah, and he let us know. And I don't know what was the crowd. Was the crowd fifty fifty? Yeah, it was 50-50. I love it. <laughs> you can tell. I just love the pause that he had. And he's like, the announcement is. And then you inside Tony Khan's head, I really don't want to be saying this. Like, why is he doing it? <laughs> why not just do what they did last time? And I think I know the answer to my own know. question, but like just make it the biggest. You know, I, do I do know why. Because somebody backstage said, Tony Khan, this is a terrible idea. And Tony Khan's, no way, check it out. I'll tell the group and we'll hear the awesome cheers they get. No, I think that I don't think enough people care and ticket sales aren't the greatest. So they announce it to see if people will show up and buy more tickets. Because why Why not just Maybe. give us the damn surprise at the show? At this point, right. by so I, long I, of not having his face on anything, not mentioning it everything, all the dirt sheets reporting it, but like everyone knows what the deal is. Do what you did last time, where it's the best non-kept secret in history, and everyone expects him to show up, and then as soon as the show starts, you hear a cult of personality. And you're like, oh, yep, they got us. Ah. Like, Or they do it in story. Here, here, I don't know. They just, I don't know why he's spoiled. Here's it. my thought. Maybe he doesn't show. They like explicitly like, CM Pump's going to be there. And then... Uh, it, at the paper at collision, it's going to be some awkward thing that starts storyline. I don't know. You know, I'm thinking pay per view, and this is a fucking weekly Saturday show. What do I know? Uh, like I said, <laughs> if he's not coming back by giving away more free ice cream, it's just a bust. Certainly it, is. Uh, yeah, but so CM Punk's coming back, and I'm I'm kind of glad they ripped that band aid off instead of being all like, "Well, hey, I'm staying away woo. from my opinions on this until like, it after it happens because I'm leaning towards." hating it like I did before he came back. I hate that CM Punk is coming Ditto. back. I'm saying it. That's it. I that not you can't do anything to make me like this. At best I'll be like whatever. Especially cuz they're going to dance around what happened and not make it a thing. Or will they? And if they do, they better just <laughs> rip the band-aid off and get it out of the way so I don't they hear about it anymore. Maybe, or maybe it'll sell tickets, so we got to do it now. I don't know. He's coming back, and we're going to have to watch it. We'll see what happens. <sighs> I got a speculation right now, and I don't want to dive into it. So we're moving, right, on. moving on. What you got uh, next on the docket, sir? What else we got? Um, before we get to our last point here on AEW, I want to throw it to you. Triple threat match? Why? Was, was there a step on that? Or are you talking about with Cassidy? About? No, I'm talking about Swerve, Bill, and Trent. It was a triple threat this past week on AEW. 
who Dynamo. ended up winning that match? It was Swerve, correct? Swerve. Swerve did. Was it for... Con- I hear where you're going with this, and uh, this is the, my point, is that, yeah, he's now got a match against OC for the IC belt, but was that the stip originally on this match? I think it was just a random triple threat being like, what are these guys up to after Double or Nothing? Yeah, because it sounds like for some reason they would need to, but no, right. that's not the case. I don't know why... And isn't that match on on Rampage or is that on Dynamite? Next I'm week? guessing it's going to be the main event of Dynamite. I think Swerve's going to take the title mm-hmm. away from OC. I mean, I have been saying for weeks now it's time. So I just, you know, what? after Double or Nothing, it breathed new life into me. And I was like, cool. Now you can have like the best friends coming in trying to save him. You can like prolong this for at least six months. But the fact but, that he lost, that makes sense. That, though. That's that he won the Battle Royal. And now a week or two later, he's wrestling the guy who was number two in the battle royal. Makes me think that maybe, maybe that's the case. And I don't know. No, hear me. No, Keith Lee is going to come and interfere. And ah, I like to, it. You know, get distracted, was, and then OC continues, retains, and stands in my head that we got the story with. Uh, with Keith Lee. God, he's getting all these like dumb luck breaks. I hope this happens now. This just gets like a now now we've got the victories where it's just like, whoo, thank God that happened. Well, right? let, let's just do it this way. Let's say that Keith Lee doesn't come in this to stop him and Swerve wins the title. Keith Lee sure. can come out afterwards and then yeah. challenge him for the title. And challenge and him. then o- OC yeah. can get the break that he needs. <laughs> and we can have new people get the IC title. So that's all. Insert Orange Cassidy last week. I'm so tired, Renee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. That's it's all a bunch of bunch of uh, nation of speculation. But we'll we're we're seen to enjoy it. But like you would like you brought it up to start. It's Honestly, the beginning. It's the beginning of everything. Yeah. We just that's why. If there's if there's a week to speculate, this yeah, is a week. It's the beginning of everything. We don't know. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh. So scrolling through my notes. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can kind of touch on this because it will. Uh, well, whatever. Uh, just to the outcasts, they had a promo. Uh, Tony, I don't know. I don't like the character that Tony's become. I don't like her hanging out with Soraya and, and Ruby Riot. They turned her sour. I don't like her anymore. We'll see what happens at All In. I think it's going to be her and Jamie Hayter back at All In. So. Yeah, yeah. It just like. She's we'll get the heel. match that and we wanted that, that double or nothing that didn't happen because of Hater's injury. That's my guess, my hope. There we go. Uh, and then we must acknowledge her, our TBS champion, Chris Statlander. Welcome back. They had a very heartfelt promo for her being all like, oh, I mean so much to me. How much I mean to AEW. And I'm going to have the greatest reign ever. And she had an open challenge. Which is a bull claim right? just coming up. It, and she had an what? open challenge, huh? Was it? Yeah, she had an open challenge against uh, Nyla Rose. I didn't know it was open challenge. I thought well, it was just a schedule. I guess match. it was. She called the open challenge the week before. She answered the call, and then it was accepted on social media. It, it's not like they said open challenge, and then they had her music hit, and no one knew who it was. But you're right, right. Correct. She didn't go out to the ring being like, "Who exactly. am I fighting?" She knew Nyla Rose was her competitor going into this match. Uh, I just want. Before we continue, I just wanted to say that it's a bold claim saying that you're going to have the best reign as a TBS champion after beating the person who went 60 and 0. Yeah, so that's that's uh, you got some big shoes mm-hmm. to fill, and we'll see if you actually co- uh, like follow through on yeah. your promise here. But uh, yeah, let's see. Unless you unless you plan on beating a lot of people right. up like in a like real quick, you know, I don't know. Right? Or or well, this kind of a heel move, but you like. You have a battle royale like OC did for the belt, and when you win, you go, "I beat ah, all twenty. And you just get your now and twenty. <laughs> yeah, that twenty. Right? Oh, that's that's yeah. funny. I like it. Yeah. So uh, there's that. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Chris looked great in this match. Um, and also, poor Nyla. Yep. <laughs> you know, like. Yep. In K, like yeah, kayfabe. Oh, could she win? But it's just like. Chris ain't losing this belt. <laughs> like you just had this promo about how it's so hard. Although that would have been great. You just like have this really like tugging at the heart. She's like, I'm going to beat the best. And then Nyla just goes, wham, welcome back. My belt. And she's like, oh, 
But that's the thing. Back that's to the, the chase. We want to watch. So that's what we watch. And that's that's what we're back to the chase. <laughs> or starting the chase. Welcome back. Uh, but yeah, no, she looked good. Um, but, you know, again, if you've seen them, if you've seen a Nyla Rose match, you've seen this match. Um, although Chris shown her power was able to get Nyla off her feet several times in this match, only because she was trying to do a move. And then she like, you know, didn't get it until the end. Chekhov's move. Got anything to say? No, nope, you nailed it correctly. Of just it was a fun match. It was good. We got to acknowledge her, and I don't know if we're going to get the sixty with her reign, but we'll see what happens. I hope though. Like I, I want that for her, but I don't know. That's well, like the way you built Jade Cargill. Is, there's is... no way that they they can't do the similar the same story. If we're going to stand this for a minute, like Jade Cargill had so many things going for her where. She didn't need a mouthpiece. They gave it to her because how dominant she was, and then she didn't want to be dealt with it anymore. But she can go back to just start talking and getting in people's faces. But it was kind of cool that one point where, you know, she didn't need smart Mark Sterling to tell anybody anything. But when she got so dominant with an undefeated streak, she can have other people do her work for her, so she can just do less and only worry about. But uh, my point was is they're not going to do anything like that with Statlander. They can't tell that same story, I think, with her. So they'd have to do something else to get. Is to she going to get with best friends? But she's still affiliated with them, right? Yeah. Right. No, I mean, like during her reign, will she storyline wise get wrapped up with the best friends and kind of have that be a factor? In her reign. So. That'd be cool. You know, for instance, if you're going to go for this longest reign, you could utilize the best friends to help out and cause interference mm-hmm. or something. You know, you got that element. You yeah, if she was using that. them when she was going after, uh, not going after, but wrestling against like Julia Hart or uh, Jana or Anna JAS, because they also have those factions affiliated with them, the best friends could be there to kind of help out. So, yeah, maybe we'll get some of that. Needless to say, not uh, Chris won very definitively without any interference, so she's coming in hot and looking dominant. So she's going to do it herself. Yes, yes, yes. For the time being. So that was a lot of A-dubs, right? We're right? we going to move on to maybe something yeah. else, some some WWE. I think everybody thought I was saying we were going to acknowledge Roman Reigns because it is time to talk about championship Romans. Yes, yes. The th- and at least one K of the them. That's what we start off with on SmackDown. They came in with a promo for Roman's 1,000-day celebration. We were going to have a time to acknowledge him and the reign that he had. Yeah, Paul Mr. Heyman giving the voiceover to the video package they had with the 1,000-day reign was really cool. Um, but they slow built this to the end of the show, right? Like, this was the main Yeah, event they broke it up throughout the episode. Of <laughs> them... Like you said, there was a the video package had this cool timeline gimmick where it was recapping specific moments of Roman, and that's how they kind of broke it up. It was like certain segments of his reign they would talk about, and uh, yeah, it was it was a nice slow burn that they would have that they would keep coming back to, and also to to put another layer to this, and you know. I'm just going to say it right now. Everybody's talking about how the bloodline's fracturing and stuff like this. I'm still in for the storyline. I'm, you know, they're doing a good job of keeping me invested still. Um, but yeah, they had this other storyline of how uh, Paul Heyman is trying to confirm that the Usos will not make it into the stadium this evening. Like he goes and checks with Adam Pierce and stuff like that. So there's like vignettes of him talking with people like solo. Again, he's all being like, yo, your brothers, they can't be in here. And you you know, we all have to acknowledge Roman Reigns. This is about him. So, you know, if, if push comes to shove, you might need to take down your brothers, if you know what I mean. So it was just a cool meta layer to to WWE, WWE this week. Yes, it was it was fun. Pierce, knowing that he doesn't really have a chance of keeping them out of there and really looking for help with uh, extra security that you knew wasn't going to help. Like, <laughs> you just knew that as soon as Pierce was talking about having extra security, I'm like, they're showing up today, aren't they? <laughs> like, that's just kind of how I read into that. <laughs> and I like how it was just minimal effort. They're just like, we're here. No one's stopping yeah. us. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. Were they under the ring? Yeah. Like, how did they, they were they were here the whole time? Oh, oh I was the, joking. No, I meant like, yeah. 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 Anyway. Adam, Adam Pierce isn't good at his job. No. I mean, just, just talk to Chelsea Green and see what she has to yeah. say about him. <laughs> Chelsea Green's been right on him all along. But yeah, I like real real quick bit. I do like how they s- announce her name, Chelsea <laughs> Green. But yeah, it's just sticking with the bloodline. Um, them getting to a point where you're still not sure whether one of the Usos is gonna stay in line or get in line and fall, fall in line. line. Thank you. Um, I don't know. It's just great TV. I'm not sure what we're getting next. I mean, yeah. Well, on this episode, we, I was a little surprised, you know, they're talking about how Roman's going to have his 1000 day celebration and triple H showed up. I was like, what kind of announcement we get? The only here? thing I, What's going on? well, there's two things we talk about. One, one would be the belt and I'll get to that in a minute, but that's the other thing on. was, <laughs> after that, and like I said, we'll get back to the belt. When the Usos showed up and they came into the ring, Triple H was like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> well, you yeah. should see the way he li- leaves the ring. Like, oh, I'm done with this. I don't need to be running this anymore. Yeah. I'm out. I bet it was reminiscent of like Paul Heyman during a promo of the Bloodlines. I've seen him when he's just like, now is the time yep. I exit so they can do yep, their I'm, business. I'm not here for this. But getting back to the belt, I don't know if I'm in the minority. I've heard a lot of people liking the way the belt looks. And I guess I thought it was too damn similar to the belt that he already had. And I wanted I want something slightly different, not just a different color strap. Like it was like the same belt with stuff slightly different. Yeah, it's uh, the negative space is filled with gold instead of black. Yeah, like now. I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know if you're in the minority here, but in studio, uh, we're we're polarized actually because uh, I don't mind it. I don't hate it. Um, and I'm not as I'm thinking about it. I believe we discussed belt ideas or designs on a previous episode, and I was like, I kind of like the ones the Roman had. So this one is basically that, but just like palette swap different color, and I was like. Here is, and you know what? I'm biased here. You know why? Because when I saw that, I go, finally, we can be done with these two fucking belts. It's happening. People, wake up, ring the bells. The undisputed belts are now one. I'm still confused and don't, <laughs> so I'm, I'm just, still confused and don't understand. Oh no. What if he has, to, he comes out with all Yeah, three. like, that'd be, that, I, that's, that's how I look at it. <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> They got to Triple H. Yeah, I told him he should throw those out. He just keeps bringing them around. I, wait, wait. I, what you want to tell him? I'm not confused. To? That was the point that he's combining the two belts that he has into that one belt. Uh, no, nothing was explained. That's the impression I'm taking from this. The symbolism here is we gifted him this belt, which is the undisputed belt. Like the um, this is this is why I'm just not like this. My impression was is that. He has the blue one. That was the universal belt, right? What was the yeah. other belt? Yeah. And I was thinking of that. Whatever that was, <laughs> all that he did, they did was they just they put that one off to the side. And now he's got this new belt the next to the blue one. The heavyweight championship. Oh, God. I got um, no I don't, what are these belts? I, I don't know if I should be making that much of a big deal about this. I'm just slightly confused. It was the WWE championship and the wwe universal okay. championship so the wwe and the wwe u is the black one here here's a good way to remember it the universal or balloonversal exactly. belt so what we're anyway, saying is is that i, I didn't mind it because the blue it was, one is still there but like, the other I, one has been replaced by the new belt that he just got from trip trip please don't do that just get, Here's your out, you boys. You have an out. Just walk away from these two belts, please. It's not going to happen, dude. It's not going to happen. You're right. You're right. The SmackDown and Raw women's belts will switch to the proper brands before that happens. I got to remember, like, of how infuriating it is about some of the little things we're seeing. (laughs) 
and it, in particular, like, didn't on SmackDown recently, they did, like, the, what is it called? The background or the scroll. Oh, are you talking about the TBZ wag of the finger? <laughs> yeah, I was catching up on SmackDown for my notes, and I took video and sent it to you guys. And it's a segment where Cameron Grimes is talking about Baron Corbin. Because they're doing the, oh, he showed up on NXT, and Cameron Grimes is all like, he did that to me last week. You know what? If he comes around to SmackDown, I'll take care of him. And then they're going to go into Selena versus Lacey Evans for the Money in the Bank qualifier, and they fucking show this raw graphic. Like, let's transition like, to the wait, match. And I'm like, how yeah, much like, what is it? Hold on like, a minute. Is it Monday? No, this is SmackDown on Friday. <laughs> The hashtag in the upper left said SmackDown. So what is happening, boys? Wagging the finger how, for that. How how can you get that messed up? How is that possible? I thought these were not the same production how. teams. I thought one was on Fox no. and one was on USA. Well, I, I think I noticed this. So when I went back and rewatched during SmackDown, they had a similar thing. So you were talking about how the Nyla Rose, uh, Tris, uh, Chris, <laughs> Trish, Chris Statlander match was like an open challenge online accepted. That's what happened with Seth's match on Raw. Seth put out an open challenge on social media and Priest uh, mm-hmm. accepted. They announced it during SmackDown that they had the Raw graphic for okay, that. Okay, so that makes sense. So they had it. So they had a canned is what I'm saying. So they kind of like, I, I bet they were like accidentally like, <laughs> oh shit, that's for later. Don't do that. Oh man. Come on, you're giving them. You're giving them an out. I don't want to give them an out. That was just terrible. But okay, at least I'm just saying. Like, it make, at first I thought the same thing. I was like, "How do you do that? You're like separate brands." And then I was like, "Oh, I saw that later." I was like, "Okay, you have that ready and willing." So that's an easy slip of the finger. Woo. Hey, still a wag. I don't know. I wish Anyhow. they they ain't escaping I really that. Wish okay, some, still like, is my wag. Top executives would be pissed off about something like that. Like, we paid $1 billion for well, it to be on Fox, and you're going to advertise that stupid show on the USA? This is ridiculous. What are we paying for? Uh, look, Yeah, because are we going to stop watching the brand because of that? No. <laughs> so why are they, what's their incentive? Oh, no, you mean you mean some dude in Buffalo on a podcast bitched about it and nobody gives a shit? Cool, we're going to well, keep I'm doing Well, I'm joking this. about it, but I can actually see executives being a and have a problem of, like, why are you guys showing a graphic at all of something that's on USA? We're Fox. We don't talk. Well, about- that's some people's attitudes. Like yeah. I can deal with it being a problem. I can also cross promote with another network and have us work both make more money. That's not how a lot of those companies work. They're like, no, we can't talk. We can't mention that company one bit. Because we wouldn't we would no, they're they're the bad guy, as opposed to like you guys know that if you're on the same page you guys can make even more money but whatever do your thing yeah uh yeah no i was gonna say that i understand where you're coming from um i imagine that wwe probably worked out a deal where they can just be like yeah well i mean raw and smackdown are the same thing like well they do the draft to tell us that's not the case and then as soon as that happens they turn around and tell the executives like this is really all bullshit the fans for you guys it doesn't matter everything's one whole company just to let you know don't worry about it yeah that's what happens right yeah this is what the draft has taught me is that no, it, doesn't it doesn't fucking matter. matter all right wwe does what they want and the tv should be thankful that they put their t- brand on tv correct Cor- uh. <laughs> uh, anyway so yeah it was a fun celebration the the cracks in the bloodline continue um, I think we're actually glossing over how the promo ended because you said that the Usos showed up. Yeah, well, I think I know how it ended. One of you go ahead. I'm going to confuse well, this on be- which Uso confronted. Jimmy confronted Jimmy. Jimmy's the one confronting yep. Roman. Uh, the basic they basically you know they tug at your heartstrings, making it feel like that Jimmy's kind of reaching out to him. He's reaching out across the line of Solo, basically saying, "Hey, you know," he delivers Brothers. all these lines about being a brother. Yeah, yeah, he says a very brother, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I obviously playing up the whole fact that, you know, Jay and Solo are his brothers and Roman's a cousin. So, you know, we should have a stronger bond than you. Um, and he just reaches out to Solo being like, yo, when he's done doing the same thing he did to us, he's going to do exactly what he did, is doing right now and kick it to the curb. And I'm just saying we're here for you now and we're trying to let you know you can escape that. And they, they go, oh, yeah, look, Solo's kind of. You know, Solo has a existential crisis look on his face, being like, "Do I, 
do I spike him or is he my brother now? And then Roman, you know, it looks like he gets through to Roman and uh, Jimmy drops the line. We the ones still, right? And then Roman hugs him and, you know, you get that. No. Where have we seen this before? You mean when Jay hugged Sammy and we were like, yay, finally. And then he's like, no. Well, Roman learned it from him. Or, you know, who, depending on who you ask, Tribal Chief might say that they learned it from him. Semantics, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Roman, uh, he, he after embracing, goes, no. And then Solo uh, just comes right in and grabs him. Well, I mean, spikes him. Uh, so, I mean, that's kind of it. Um, I didn't, I'm going to come clean. I didn't catch all of Raw, so I don't know if there was much Bloodline stuff other than just recapping celebration things and stuff like that. But uh, that's kind of where we're at right now. Question for what? What more will we see? I'm here for it, so I'm, I'm, I might go watch Raw just to see. For what little this. I saw on Raw, and you probably had seen the same amount I did, Sammy was just kind of talking about how that's what he thought Jimmy should always do, and he's finally doing it now, but it's really not my problem anymore. And then that led to mm. KO and uh, the Imperium showing up and talking with KO, and that's, again... That's some of our favorite stuff right now on TV. It's just KO remembering <laughs> shit and him saying, like, they broke the rule again. They broke the unwritten rule. You're not allowed to show up unless someone calls you or your music hit. Like, this, that's, not, that's not how it works. That's not how this is supposed to go. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I did tell you this in the pre-show that I was, I'm starting to come around on KO. I'm kind of enjoying the Undisputed Tag Champs as a whole. You know, they have this vibe where they're kind of like a married mm-hmm. couple now, and they're just... You know, KO's the hothead and Sammy's the one, all right, cool down, everybody be cool sort of thing. And, uh, you know, I'm also enjoying KO just being this hothead. He kind of reminds me of uh, that guy from Inside, Inside Out, is it? Or what? uh, the one animated film where they're all like different emotions. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Yep. Anger. Um, Yeah. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of him just with how he's like short fuse and just being like, he's not here to promo. He just wants to fight. And this happens during this promo, what you're talking about when Imperium catches him back on stage and he's yelling at him. I did love the line that KO had, too. He's like, don't you have some turtleneck shopping to do? Yes, yes. To, to Lud- was it Ludwig Kaiser? Is that his name? Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. Ludwig Kaiser. But, yeah, he got under Gunther's skin. And then Gunther was like, I got to show you some di- discipline. And KO was like... Well, you know how we can do that? We can do that in that ring out there. We can go over there right now. We can beat oh, you your gotta... ass because that's what the fans like to do. He's just like so hyped up. He's like, let's just go do this. Oh, you got a problem with my anger? Well, I got a solution for you. The best way to deal with anger is going out of the ring and fighting about it. He just storms off. His entrance is him just beeline and be like, I'm here to fight. Yeah, and they, they get right to commentary. And uh, Corey Graves is like, um... Is this match hap- happening? I don't know. Okay. And Kale's music hits. And then they're like, I think that's happened. And he's in the ring. And they're like, okay, we've finally been told that this match is being made official. Kale's already in the ring. Let's go. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. I really like this. And then the other thing that's kind of cool is Kaiser knows exactly how to take away um, um, Gunther's uh, robe or his jacket. There's yes. a specific yes, way that jacket. he takes it off. And then he spins it and wraps it up like every time. Yep. So, but it's my favorite part yeah. of that do of that like group right now when he comes in. But I thought this is a three honker on Raw. Like I really like this match between KO and and Gunther. Um, I don't think it was for the title, but the the two guys just kind of went at it for a bit. It was good. It's not for the title because you can tell they're doing the tag team thing. They're going to have Imperium challenge them for the tag belts. And Gunther just interrupted that feud, so this is kind of like a let's let's see how they kind of coexist well, with Imperium because it wasn't for the title. It made me think KO might win. I thought he'd lose, honestly, because that's the way. Like, oh, you see, the tag champs can oh, lose. Yeah, you're right. But how did it? How did it end? <laughs> that's neither a good one. I, I just assumed that, that he lost, and neither of us got to the end, and I loved it. And I thought it was. Yeah, see, that's where I ended in, in Raw. That's where as far as I got, which I think Raw, is like the one-hour mark. So I still probably got like two hours left of Raw, even though I, I know what happened with uh, with Seth and uh, Damian Priest. But, yeah, that's that's just what I got to with uh, so much wrestling going on. You trying to look up the results? 
I am trying to look up the results. We also skimmed over the Grayson Waller effect. Uh, Gunther actually yes, won. Yes, that's what I was assuming, I called, I uh, but it was a it was a three honker for me. Yeah, uh, it feels like Kevin Owens is itching for a fight, <laughs> uh, like IRL. Uh, so I think he may have poured some of all of his effort into this match and probably helping out that he had Gunther. I mean. It's actually neat to think about that you get KO to fight somebody kind of in his, a similar fighting style to him. You know, just a beefy dude slapping meat. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah. Uh, yes. Like I said, I wanted to go back to the Grayson Waller effect. I just wanted to make comment because uh, either last on a previous episode, you were saying that you were uh, disappointed in Grayson Waller. You said that they neutered him. On SmackDown, he's not who he was on NXT, um, and I think I think I get it now, Mister Rizzo. After this past week on SmackDown, I watched the Grayson Waller effect, and I, uh, I mean, a first of all, this isn't to show that he got neutered, but he just kind of feels like they're utilizing him like the Miz. You know, he's SmackDown's version of the Miz. He has a talk show; he can talk to people and bring on people who are, I don't know, challenging for money in the bank or something, which is exactly what this promo was. He first of all brought on Oscar. Um, this was kind of funny because, you know, they were having the interview and it was, you know, like the Chewbacca effect where you ask her a question and she'd respond. Nobody would understand because you could hear the what chance and Grayson Waller would just be like, ha ha, that's funny. You know, like respond as if he knew and just kept going. So like the crowd again, emboldened by the flame of ambition, decided to really lean into the what chance. Uh, and and I think also I'm glossing over because EO Sky shows up to interrupt their like little review of what happened at Night of Champions. And then I kind of enjoyed this because it's like, ah, it's this feels like the first time that Asuka has somebody to talk back to in a familiar language. And that's what happened. So EO and Oscar are going at it. And what? So um and then after that it just it turned into let's get all the money in the bank contestants for the upcoming pay-per-view to interrupt Grayson Waller. At one point, I think I remember, I was like, wow, Grayson Waller's really getting all the ladies in. That's what he said, too. He's like, this is great. I love America. Bring in the more ladies. Let's go. (laughs) Bring the more ladies. Let's keep it going. But just keeping it with Grayson Waller, like, that's the part that, like, I was disappointed with was I first saw him in the ring with the Grayson Waller effect with AJ Styles, and then they didn't really get to anything. And now he's back in the ring, and it's with, it's, with somebody else's angle. Like it has nothing to do with him or building to anything. So that's the part where it's like, they're barely utilizing him and all his great stuff. They're just, just giving us the tip of the iceberg with him. That's kind of what I think you're getting at. TBZ. And funnily enough, that episode, you said that, uh, he had AJ Styles on to kind of quote, start that feud. Karen Cross has a promo later in that episode, challenging AJ Mm -hmm. Styles. So it's just like, is it a triple threat or is just Grayson not doing so anything? We're getting, like you said, a little bit of Grayson. He has a Grayson Waller effect. He'll just show up and interview people. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I want to yeah. see him. I want to see him get under somebody's skin and have a match. So we'll we'll get there eventually. Yeah. I hope because this was a little. Mm. But yeah, I think um, I also wanted to mention that some of the vignettes that I had seen recently. On SmackDown, yeah. I talked about the the video package that they had for the thousand day reign for Roman, which is really cool. But they had like this creepy, weird vignette Woods thing for Alba Fire and Ilya Dawn. And I just think that's kind of a cool introduction to the main roster because they don't know her or know them. But they did the same thing for Raw yesterday with. Uh, I was just about to ask they you. They did about it with Caden. Chance and Katina Car. I get the names wrong. I call him call him K squared. You like mixed them. I just call him K squared. Yeah. Hang on. Yeah, I had that problem too, but I did get through it. It was Caden Carter and Katana I think I got Chance. it right. Wow, I think I got it right. Anyway, they. I think this is the best video package that they have had, or the best introduction that they have had on the roster. Because it was before, it was just like, yay, we're athletic They're and here. we can we can wrestle and like. This showed a little more of a backstory for them, a little bit of their party stuff, and it kind of gave them individual backstory of one girl being a basketball player with an NCAA champion and then the other woman uh, competing on American Ninja Warrior and doing something pretty badass on that stage. So it was kind of cool. I don't know if they're going to be 
if they're just going to be fodder for the belts because I can't see Shayna and Ra and <laughs> yeah, they had a match on. And they, yeah, like that was that's what I mean. So, yeah, I like uh, the video. I'm just going through the rest of Raw here. Shinsuke fought Ricochet. I bet Shinsuke won that. No contest. Did someone get involved? Yeah. Guess who? Bronson Reed. Yeah, boy. Yeah, Bronson I Reed. guessed it right. I guessed it right. Oh, yay. Cody's back with Ms. TV. <laughs> I was a little disappointed by Zoe Starks. Um, like, they came out for the one women's many money in the bank qualifier with Becky. Uh, Becky was fighting Sonya Deville. And then Trish and Zoe came out. So, ooh, cool. Someone's here to, you know, kind of rustle Chelsea Green's uh, feathers while they take out Becky. And then Becky won. But and Trish did, the, Zoe just didn't do anything. They just stayed at the ramp watching. And that was it. And I was like, why did you guys even show up? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I get that you're doing a feud thing, but like, this is the time you do something. <laughs> well, I guess they're buying their time. You know, they're waiting for the right moment to strike an opportunity or something. But it that seemed weird to me because when they showed up, I was like, that's how Becky's going to lose this. She's going to lose. And we're going to see maybe Becky struggle throughout the Money in the Bank season in the next couple of weeks. I can't get away into Money in the Bank. And then like last minute finds a way or something. But no, all that got dashed by just her winning. So we're taking the direct route here. I don't know. I think there'll probably be some story with with uh, them and the Money in the Bank. Isn't yeah, and Zoe's fighting Natalia, so There's, you know that's my thing. I'm just happy what do to you be think here. the DraftKings odds are on Zoe Stark against Natalia? A hundred thousand to one. Oh, oh, okay. What you think? Yeah, the, uh, that's what I mean. Like plus two thousand uh, for Natalia. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, hey, was that a squash match? Because, I mean, I guess I'm glad to see more Zoe Starks, but let's get her a real competition, all right? Let's see what she can do. Because right now she's with Trish, and she looks very confused with Trish. Like, she doesn't know what she's oh, doing. Oh, I think that works right now, direction. and I think we'll see her athleticism in the Money in the Bank. I want to see more confidence out of her, and I'm sure that'll come with time. So let's, yeah, let's, good to see her on yes, screen. Yes, yes. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, the last one, obviously, would be the uh, Seth Rollins-Damian Priest match. Uh, yeah, and I guess um, other stuff happened after the match ended? Within this No, year. with Damian Priest. Uh, the, yeah, the, I the guess day. there's a little bit of... Not, I wouldn't say bad blood, and I wouldn't say that they're breaking down like the bloodline. But... The story or the little bit of rift that Seth Rollins is getting between Damian Priest and Finn Balor with him kind of saying, like, I can beat him. I don't need his help. And Finn kind of just kind of being a little a little upset that. How dare you yeah, say that about so us? We're all. In I the, guess yeah. after the match. Yeah, showing, how, showing his psychological. uh prowess there you know the cerebral cerebral i guess after the match damian priest shook seth rollins hand and i was wondering if that's the case if it's kind of like hey maybe i i don't know i think it's just uh he's eventually he's playing us like he thinks that he's gonna be away from finn and then they're gonna do so i don't know i'm just speculation more Nation of yeah. speculation. There's something, something there. Would you say it was a new beginning? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of speculation this week, uh, you know, riding high off of all the pay-per-views and whatnot. So we're seeing the wheels turn. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I almost wanted to call a tope out there, but then I realized I didn't have one. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I haven't thought of what I'm excited for yet in wrestling. I mean, just all of it. I'm just, I'm here. But uh, it's not even time for that right now. Because it's time for me to get my ears checked because this is back again. And I cannot get it. Uh, it just, it won't go away. You know, I thought when Maddie KO was here and it went away, you know, we were done with it. But uh, it's back again. So it wasn't Maddie. Yeah, KO. it's odd because. Do you know yeah, what it normally is, Normally we're recording on Tuesdays and I like to do certain things with NXT on Tuesdays with the certain 
wrestling minute, but oh, I got something different today. I got the, I got the Mr. Rizzo's hot wrestling minute. Wrestling minute with Rampage Championship Friday coming in hot with four title matches from three different promotions. To start the show, we have a triple threat of Dragalisto, Commander, and Vikingo for a the Triple A Mega Championship. We had 450 splashes, Hurricane Ranas, and a 650 Centon onto a table. Vikingo retains. Backstage, we see the heat between Karen Jarrett and Aubrey Edwards. Possible match incoming. Yep. New Japan Pro Wrestling World TV title on the line as Action Andretti squares off against. Zack Sabre Jr. Neat rules for the title. Never a doubt, Zack Sabre Jr. and still your champ. The Queen, Emi Sakura, went up against the New Japan Strong Champion, Willow Nightingale. Willow clobbered Emi with a lariat and got the pin after a Dr. Bomb. Main event, ROH Pure Championship match. Shibata versus Lee Moriarty. Just a great match back and forth from these two. And with the vicious kick to the head, Shibata got the three count on Moriarty. After the match, Daniel Garcia joined Shibata in the middle of the ring for a stare down. Ooh. Ooh. Daniel Garcia trying for two time. Yes. So I know you had said early to start the show of how you were kind of down on AEW a little bit because of Dynamite not being the not being the greatest. Well, they brought all the heat for Friday Night Championship Edition because it was taped on the same show. All of those championship matches had in the second half of the... of the So the, the crowd was there for it. Like I said, you had three different championship... Uh, per, three different promotions with four different championship matches. It was kind of nuts. But the one thing I'd known about that was the, the title that Zack Sabre Jr. has. It's the TV... Or it's the New Japan TV Championship. These are the rules. It's a 15-minute championship. Like, all the matches, you have, to, you have to compete in 15 minutes. But unlike a lot of things where they've done, like, hey, it's a 20-minute championship, and if you can't beat the champ in 20 minutes, then the champ retains. In this thing, if you don't retain or if you don't win in 15 minutes, it goes to a coin flip. So, if there's no champion's advantage of just, all I got to do is outlast my opponent and I keep my belt. No. You have to go in and beat the guy or you just you might lose to a coin flip. I'm like, oh, I kind of like that. It, makes, it puts some, like, aggressive the last five minutes. Pressure. I got to go and win this or I'm going to lose my title. I can't just, like, yeah. outlast them. I might still lose So, this. I kind of yeah. like that stiff, even though it didn't come into play at all in this match. But I like that idea. Not yet. They're, they're keeping that in And their then, uh, if you like a Luchador match, that was it. Like, Commander, Vikingo, and Dragalisto, that was just, it was fun. That was cool. Yeah. Jeez. Like, Dragon Lee is definitely somebody who could roll. No, not Dragon Lee. So it'd be... Dragonisto. Uh, Lee Moriarty. Oh, Lee gotcha. Lee gotcha. Moriarty. And for Shibata? Is what I'm yeah. Yes, yeah, Commander, Vikingo, and. No, no, Moriarty. no, no. You have Dragonisto. Commander and Vikingo. Okay. In the main event, it was Shibata versus Lee Moriarty. Gotcha. Yeah, and yeah, Shibata was it was kind of cool. That was fun. But like I said, the the triple threat to start the show with a bunch of luchadors was was a lot of fun. Uh, check that out. That was that was cool. Whew, yeah, talk about Rampage. Got something else because yeah, we're recording a little different on Tuesday today, so I couldn't get to the NXT. Um. Yeah, just how it goes. Way she goes. <laughs> NXT has already happened as we recall. Yeah, there was a uh, battle royal for the number one contenders match, number one contender for Tiffany Stratton that was happening tonight. So I think I'll want to check out that. And I should have saved that for my program. Yeah, something else. Well, perfect timing. This is time for Excelente, sir. Excelente. Would you say it was your No, I'll have to think of something cooler because I, I, I don't know. Something cooler. Okay, whatever. Um, my tope, honestly, I'm going to go with the Hangman Dark Order storyline we talked, we touched on here. Um, that, I, that may be uh, my old, like, if it, it feels similar to like when Hangman was going for the AEW belt. 
and he was really integrated into Dark Order. And I'm like, ooh, we may have another chance to kind of rekindle that friendship here and get some more on that. Uh, That happened on BTE. They kind of showed that Hangman actually wanted. He was like, oh, I feel so bad. I got to reach out to Dark Order and stuff. And they just weren't having any of it. So, yeah, that'll be my tope. I want to kind of see... See where the story takes well, us. Well, I'm going to take the easy way out, and I'm going to use and lean on this as my tope until it happens. And that's going to be Forbidden Door on June 25th. Uh, Okada versus Danielson and Omega versus Osprey. So um, I think that's going to be my tope for like three whoa, weeks. Whoa, one tope. Well, I just, the pay-per-view is the tope. The pay- And those are the two matches that are listed on it. And I just keep telling people that's that. what it's going to be. That's my tope for the next three weeks, I think. That's what it is. I mean... Our, we're, we're getting match of the year electric yes, glue too. Yes, that's what I hope so. I hope we do. I hope we do. And that we, we didn't even get into yet, but I have no idea who MJF is going to wrestle on that show. Like so, yeah. I don't think MJF yeah, knows either. No, but it'll be it'll be fun. We got some time. We got a couple weeks, but yeah, that's my tope. Go watch some awesome wrestling coming up in a few weeks. Fantastic. So, yes, I think we're going to talk about uh, check us out myself and then in a future episode of TBZ on the Not A Real Court podcast. Um, Back-to-back episodes. Check us out at, uh, at Wrestling Honks on Twitter. Wrestling Honks. Send us an email at honkifyouloverestling at Honk gmail. Uh, what else we got out there, sir? Uh, we're on TikTok. The YouTube. Flim Flam. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's what we got. Sky that's blue. what we got today, fellas. I'm glad you can stick around and listen to us. We'll be back next week, maybe with some yes. some more wrestling takes and some fun. Um, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Yeah, keep on, keep on, keeping on hockey like it's hot. And as always, honk. So this week we talk, fight forever. We witness new beginnings. This week we fight forever. There's no talk. Okay. This week we fight forever, witness new beginnings, and acknowledge championship reigns. Or acknowledge championship Romans. I'm going to do it to acknowledge championship Romans. And then I hope you do. That's perfect. That's perfect. All right. Because right. that's the name of the episode, Championship Romans. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well done. Well Ooh. said. Perfect. Well, Boom. I'm glad we got this out of the way quickly. Yeah, nice I hate easy. thinking of the episode easy. name. Nice and easy. One last thing. All right. All right. You might want to rewrite that so you don't write so you don't say it the correct way. No, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. All right. All right. <coughs> I'm ready? I believe in, I trust I'm trusting the process here. <laughs>